Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I thought, what better topic to talk about than money, right? Can't talk about, like, I can't come and talk about sales again on Finance Friday. So I'm gonna talk about money today. Um, 
but I want to make sure that I have the right people in the room. And so you guys know I don't like a sleepy crowd. So my stage helped me out a little bit and flash your mics to vote when I ask you this question. And if you're in the audience, just push the hand raise button. We're not going to bring you up. But I, I need to make sure I'm not talking to a sleepy crowd, right? So here's the question for my stage and everyone listening. How many of you guys would love if I take the next 57 minutes and I share with you the secrets to building wealth, specifically if I give you my six-step wealth plan that anyone can use to get wealthy? Is that cool? Can I – all right, I see Sarah's flashing mics. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so we got some flashing mics. All right. All right, perfect. So, so I'm going to share my six-step wealth plan with you guys today. And – it like if you I promise you, if you follow this plan, it does not matter how much you're making. If you follow this plan, you will become wealthy. That's a guarantee. Right. Now, there's something before I share this six step wealth plan with you that I need you guys to understand. I need you to kind of understand um, where we are at in this time in history right now. So I have a very important question. If you earn a million dollars. Are you wealthy? Yes or no? Somebody give somebody unmute and tell me. If you earn a million dollars, are you wealthy? Yes or no? No right or wrong answers. Just give me how you feel. Go ahead, doctor. Doctor Sean. I think it depends. I think it depends on the length of time, right? So if it's a million dollars over a lifetime, no. If it's a million dollars over weekend absolutely ah aha okay i love that dr sean appreciate anyone else have any a different opinion on that i love that answer by the way dr sean okay cool so joy joy there you go it depends on your spending habits (laughs) oh the spending habits too i love that i love that that you guys are good right so I should have expected nothing less from the All-Stars and Breakfast with Champions. A lot of times when I ask people that question, you know, they, they, they say, yes, a million dollars? Yes, if you earn a million dollars, yes. But here's what you have to understand about this day and time that we live in. Did you know that if you work at a job where you earn just $25,000 a year, right, $25,000 for the entire year, and you work – for about the same time frame that the average American is going to work, and it's probably a little bit longer, but let's just say 40 years, you will have earned $1 million. But if I was to ask the question again, if you earn $25,000 every year for the next 40 years, you have earned a million. Are you wealthy then? Right? Majority of people are going to say no. What are you saying, Elijah? What I'm trying to get you guys to understand before I give you and we dive into the six-step wealth plan is that you, right? Everyone tap themselves on the chest and say, me, you do not have an income problem. You say, oh, yeah, I do. Elijah, you don't know my situation. You know, I got this bills and we did, and this and we got these loans and we only make this. I'll say it again for you. You do not have an income problem. We all have share the same problem when it comes to income. You know what that is? It's the speed of income. The speed in which you generate your income is the problem that we should all be looking to solve and fix for ourselves. 
And I want to um, highlight that because I don't want people focused on just the fact that they may not be earning a lot of money right now. The second thing that you must understand, and uh, Joy actually talked about it, and I like asking this question as well. And this is just a rhetorical question. You guys don't have to answer me, but I want you to think about this. I want you to think about your personal financial situation. And if you're doing well right now financially, first of all, hell yes, congratulations to you. Right? But think about the time when you weren't doing so hot financially. Right? Every, everyone, everyone picture that. You remember what that was like? And maybe it's still your current situation. Now, I have a very important question. If you took, let's just say, any of the top five wealthiest people on this planet and we input that person into – we strip their, of their financial resources, but we put that person into your situation, whatever your worst financial situation is. In two years, do you believe that that person would still be in that same financial situation, or do you believe that they would be extremely wealthy? More specifically, do you believe that they would likely be even more wealthy than you are now? Way more. Way more, right? Absolutely. A million, a million, like, yes, absolutely. Now, isn't that interesting? What are you saying, Elijah? The circumstances of your situation are not what prevents you from great creating wealth at either, which is why you could drop any wealthy person into that scenario. And of course, they're going to be well, not only are they going to turn your situation around, they're going to turn it way faster than you may have done. And you're going to be a lot more wealthy. Why? Because it's not only about, hey, the speed of income, but it's also about what I do with the money when I get it. And so I'm going to share my six-step wealth plan with you that, has, that when I learned this, guys, it changed the game for me. But before I can share the six-step wealth plan, I need you guys to understand and believe some things about wealth, all right? So here's what you need to understand about wealth. Building wealth has nothing now usually i would tell some you know hey if someone gives you absolutes you know beware of that person but pay attention now building wealth has nothing to do with luck fate or intelligence you say what hold on now before you get some feelings about it let me prove it to you you see luck or fate when it comes to wealth is vicious. Like luck and fate when it comes to wealth never brings permanent good. As a matter of fact, luck or fate when it comes to wealth brings ruin to almost every person it touches. You say, Elijah, I don't believe that. Okay, well, let me prove it to you. Did you know that – and you guys go look this up. The, like don't just take my word for it. Go look this stuff up. Did you know that almost every lottery winner who's ever won the lottery is dead broke? Almost every single one. Isn't that crazy? Now, what's that? You win the lottery. Is that intelligence? No, that's luck, right? It's the luck of the draw. Huh, that's interesting. Did you know that the majority of pro athletes – I mean, these dudes make amazing money. And one of the things that people don't know about pro athletes, I got a, um, a few friends that have been pro athletes, is that a lot of people think that they see these big contracts 
and they're like, oh, they, you know, they talk about um, how much they make a year, but you realize they don't actually earn that in a year. Usually they earn it within their season. So they, I mean, they really stack it up, right? So if you play 16 games, like that counts as the year a lot of times for the contract. Anyway, most pro athletes in their careers after making this amazing money, dead broke. Did you know that many trust fund babies, we'll call them, when they get access to the trust fund, it's mismanage it and end up in a worse place than where they started. Why? Because building wealth has nothing to do with luck, fate, or intelligence. Let me tell you something else about wealth. This will be encouraging for everybody. To become wealthy, all you have to do is simply learn the laws that govern wealth building. Like, has anyone ever, like, I don't know whether it's with family or friends, right? You guys are hanging out and someone suggests, like, hey, let's play a game, whether it's a board game, card game, whatever. And, you know, it, I, this almost always happens to me when I get so together with people, probably because I spent all of my years building businesses and other people's businesses and didn't spend time hanging out doing all the fun things that I should have and could have been doing, right? And so most times what happens is they say, hey, you want to play X, Y, and Z game? And I have no idea how to play the game, <laughs> right? Um, and, you know, whenever you don't know how I'm to play – I'm inviting you to all my parties, Elijah, all of oh them. Oh, my gosh. Of course Sarah's going to do that to me, right? And so, like, there's, like – I don't know about you guys, but there's this little, like, feeling of, like, nervousness or anxiety that comes up when I'm like, I've never heard of that game. And then everyone else out there is like, yeah, let's play the game. And I'm like, uh, because I'm super competitive, so I love to win. Like, I love to win at everything, guys. Like, I have my son. He's almost two years old. We got the little, like, basketball hoop here. Um, like the little tight thing. And like when he shoots it, I'll swat it out of the air. Like I don't even let him score. Like I want to win everything, right? <laughs> I'm a horrible father, right? Um, and so there's this little anxiety because I'm like, I don't know how to play this game. But as soon as you learn the rules, you feel comfortable. Well, wealth is the same way. To become wealthy, all you have to do has nothing to do with where you started in life, where your what resources your family didn't did or didn't have. Um, what color or ethnicity you are, none of that matters, which is what I love about this planet, right, is that all you have to do to start building wealth and become wealthy is to learn the laws that govern wealth. Why is that so important? You guys have to understand that on this planet, there are laws, we call them principles, that govern a thing. Now, here's why this is so important. Here's why principles are so important. Because when you abide by the principles of a thing, the only result that can happen is the result that the principle was designed to produce. I'll give you an example. What are you talking about, Elijah? I'll give you an example. Gravity. Gravity is a principle, the law of gravity. Like the reason we're not all just floating around right now is because of the law of gravity. Everything is governed by the law of gravity. The other reason principles are so powerful is because the only thing that can subdue a principle is another principle. So the reason that we can fly in airplanes, even though the law of gravity is so powerful and is always in place, is because of the, uh, the, the principle of lift, right? The principle of lift is more powerful than the principle of gravity. And so you just have to learn the laws that govern wealth, and as soon as you do that, the only result that can produce, be produced is wealth creation. Like that should just like excite somebody.
Here's something else I have to I have to I have to wake you up to now. Because people ne don't necessarily say this, but they 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 go about their daily lives acting like this is the case. To become wealthy, or I'll put it this way, wealth is a decision. <laughs> like like if you want to become wealthy, and there's some amazing people on this stage that I've gotten to know that are that do very well. So they are wealthy. That was not like a, oh, I just stumbled into this. Like, there's some really powerful, amazing people on this stage. It was a decision to go get that and change them and their family's circumstances and situation. To acquire wealth, you must first decide. But here's something else you have to do. You have to get as close as possible to wealth. And, I, you know, I know this is not what the news and media is saying, right? This is not popular right now, but I'm going to say it. You also cannot envy wealth. You cannot hate or envy a thing and be trying to become that thing at the same time. Right? So you got to get as, as close as possible to wealth as you can because, and you say, why do you say that, Elijah? Well, because, especially when it comes to wealth, at least I've found, that the laws and principles of wealth are better caught than taught. I'll say that again. The laws of wealth are better caught than taught, meaning um, while there are great books and resources out there, there's some things that'll change the game for you when it comes to wealth that, like, you got to be around some pe some people who are operating in wealth, and you're just like, oh, why do you why does he do things that way? Like, why do like, oh, and you'll start learning some things like that. Here's something else that you have to understand. In order to become wealthy, you must you cannot be content with the norm or what is respectable. You see, so many people are chasing, especially when it comes to money, you've been programmed by society to say things like, oh, how much money do you want to make? Well, I don't want to make that much. I'm not, I'm not that greedy. I don't want to make that much money. You know, I just, just enough to be comfortable. Right? You, you've been programmed to, to put that answer out there. Now, let me ask you something. Isn't it very interesting that wealth is almost the only area in life where we say something like that? If I came to you and I said, hey, um, you know, hey, Glenn, how healthy do you want to be? Glenn's going to be like, um, as healthy as possible. If I ask Susie, hey, Susie, um, how, um, how, how, you know, how smart do you want, how intelligent do you want your, your, your you know, um, your, your family to be? As intelligent as possible. In life, in nature, we want to max out every area except for when it comes to wealth automatically – all of a sudden, people say, oh, I just want, I'm not that greedy. I just want to make enough to be comfortable. No, because you've been programmed to, to give an answer like that. No, I'm going to max that out as, as well. Elijah, how wealthy do you want to be? I want to be as wealthy as possible, whatever that means for me. Why? Um, one, because I want to max out some potential. But two, because I am not a selfish individual. You see, you've been programming to think that saying something like that, oh, I'm not that greedy. I just want enough to be comfortable, is somehow... Um, selfless and you're helping everyone out. That's probably the most selfish thing you can actually say. You could put, write, write it down. Elijah said on whatever today is, October 8th, uh, 1.19 p.m. Eastern, that 
I don't want to make enough money to be comfortable. I'm already comfortable. That is probably the most selfish thing I could ever say. I want to make so much money that I can make other people comfortable. You, you, you notice that statement? I just want to make enough so me and my family can be comfortable. How selfish of you. Congratulations. I want to make so much money that I can make anyone that I come across, I can affect them and make them comfortable if possible. Like that's how much wealth I'm trying to be on. Y'all can be on as much wealth as you want to be. Right? All right, I'm going to move on from that point. Okay, so here's the other thing you have to understand about wealth. Um, and this, this I, guys, I'm not that smart. So this was like so exciting when I found this out. Um, building wealth requires no wisdom. I said, what? Yeah, like building wealth is so simple. Idiots, fools, and infants can do it. Because in order to start becoming wealthy, you only need three ingredients. I want everybody to poll themselves and see if you have these three ingredients to building wealth, all right? You ready? Here's ingredient number one. You first need the ability to be able to decide. Hmm, I wonder if we have that ingredient. Well, you all decided to be on this app right now. So congratulations, you have, you have number one out of three requirements to start building wealth. You can decide. Let's see if you have ingredient number two. You need the ability to study. Well, unless there's some secret that I don't know about, and you, everything that you know right now, you were just born with it, you've learned things along the way. So we all have the ability to study. But here's what you have to understand about studying. There's two kinds of studying. And you see, we usually focus on the first kind. You see, there's the kind of studying where you learn and you know. In other words, you were taught something and you received it, and so you think you learned it. And that is a type of studying, but there's a more important type of studying that's way more powerful, and it's actually the reason why we still exist today and didn't get wiped out by dinosaurs and all these other things that are bigger, stronger, and faster than us, and why we've built massive cities and all these inventions. There's the second type of studying where you learn how – pay attention now – you learn how to find what you do not know. And that's the most important kind of studying that you can do. When you like, I, I'm always trying to sit in an area where I can like learn how to find what I don't know. Because what I do not know can kill me. By the way, I don't even have time to talk about that. I got, I, I could go on a whole lesson about that, right? You have to learn how to find what you do not know. You see, we a lot of times, especially when it comes to wealth, we just accept what has been told to us. Well, that's that first type of learning. Well, this is just the way my parents did it. Um, okay. And they just know everything? Like, like, like in other arenas of our life, that's not acceptable to just say, well, you know, like I heard my parents told me this this one time, and so I don't need to, you know, go look any further. Bro, you have to go – you have to learn how to find what you do not know, specifically when it comes about wealth building. Right. Here's here's one more thing I need Especially you guys to say. when their parents are broke. Oh my oh my goodness, Amelia. Talk to them. like like I wasn't even go there, but you got me hyped up now, right? Absolutely. I, I absolutely my biggest pet peeve, you're speaking my language, you could be my son, is I'm saying is that people take advice from people who are so financially unstable, broke, know nothing about whatever, and that's the people that they're listening to. 
And so what you're talking about, amen. I'm in your camp. Absolutely. I'm glad I got Amelia with I'm glad uh, at least me and Amelia is together on this. Like I'm with you, brother. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like all the clips. Like, 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 like I listen to me, y'all. I love my parents. Love them. Love them to death. Like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do there's so many things I'm gonna do to just like thank them for what they did. I'm the second oldest of 10 of two amazing parents. I have one sister, like love them to death. There's certain things I will not listen to them about, and wealth is one of them. Why would I take advice from someone who's not experiencing what I want to experience and, and use that as gospel? Like, what? Here's the other cool thing you have to understand about learning how to find what you do not know. You see, you'll learn or hear something from a wealthy person that, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. What? Oh, that doesn't make sense to me. Hey, pay attention. You're broke. If it, if it made sense to you, you'd already be doing it. You wouldn't be in the situation that, you, that you're in right now. Like when I started getting around with it, I'm like, hey, I don't understand why they do this, but I'm going to do it because <laughs> they're experiencing something way different than me, and I'm going to just see what happens. Like stop listening to people. Your dad, your mom, your, like, I'm sorry. You, you, you stuck like Chuck in a pickup truck and only got two nickels to rub together. Love you to death. But in this area, I ain't trying to hear anything you have to say about it. Whew. Anyway, um, here's the last thing you need to understand about wealth. You need to allow the principle of time to work. Like when it comes to wealth, time is so important. You, and, and here's everyone. I know everyone's, I'm so busy. I don't have time. Pay attention to me now. You have more time than you know what to do with. You say, no, I don't, Elijah, I'm so busy. No, you have more time than you know what to do with that could be used to build wealth. You just spend the time that you have on non-wealth building activities currently. And then you complain about your lack of wealth. Like, but put, it, put, put any other thing in life in that context. I'm complaining about my health. But I don't do anything. I don't spend any time, energy, and effort towards my health. But I'm going to complain about my lack of health. You'd be like, well, that's silly. Exactly. That's the same thing you have to understand about wealth building. Remember, it's a decision. It's not just going to happen for you. You're not just going to keep working every day, keep working every day, and just one day you're going to be like, no, it's a decision. And you have to do some on-purpose things to build wealth. And see, these, see, I talked about the principles. Principles are, are the laws that govern a thing. And so the principles of wealth are tried and true. Like the, the principles of wealth are so tried and true, they la outlast individuals. They outlast governments. They outlast nations and technology. You see, the principles of wealth are like the sun. Like the sun that's shining today is the exact same sun that shined when your parents were born, and it's the exact same sun that's going to be shining when your grandchildren pass. As true as that sun is, as true, so are the principles of wealth. And so I'm going to give you some – I'm going to give you Elijah's golden wealth principles. There's only five of them, but I promise you if you write these down and you abide by them, your financial situation will change. After I give you these five, I'm going to give you my six-step wealth plan, and we can have an open discussion about it. All right. Here is Elijah's golden wealth principle number one. I'm going to free somebody now, so you better pay attention. You will become wealthy 
when you decide, oops, there's that word again, that a piece of everything you earn is yours to keep. I'm going to say it again. Elijah's golden wealth principle number one. I may have said it too fast for y'all. You will become wealthy when you decide that a piece of everything you earn is yours to keep. Wealthy people understand this. One of my favorite things to do when I when I go and talk about because I, I like to like I, I work with a lot of um, business owners and entrepreneurs and I, one of the things that happens when they work with me is they produce a lot of income, which is great. But I always teach them about wealth and what to do with money because as entrepreneurs we're really great at earning money. We ain't so great at keeping it. And so one of my favorite things to do is I do this illustration. I'll be teaching um, something like this or you know the, these principles. And as soon as I tell people this, I'll, I'll pull out this stack of money, right? It's a stack of $10 bills. And I'll be standing in a room, and I'll say, hey, I need, I need a volunteer, and I'll get a volunteer on stage with me. And I hand them the stack of money, and I say, hey, I need you here's – the, here's the rules. I need you to pass out this money to people who are in the room. Do you know what happens? This is how bad your programming is. Do you know what happens almost every time I do that? The person, the volunteer comes up. They take a stack of money. They go out to the crowd, and they have, I tell them come back up when they're done. Right? They, they pass out, and they come and they come back up, empty-handed. I'm like, Where, where's your ten dollar bill? Oh, I, I passed them out. I passed I passed all the money out to the room. Well, where's yours though? Why I passed out to everybody? Why? The rules of the game were very simple. Pass out this money to people in the room. Are you a person? Are you in this room? Why don't you have any money that I just gave you in your hand? That's how bad your programming is. Wealthy people understand this. The first thing that they would have done, as soon as I gave them that stack, they would have took a 10 and they would put it in their pocket. I Like if it's 10, $10 bills, I don't have 10, $10 bills to give. I only have nine because one of them is mine to keep. That's golden wealth principle number one. Here's Elijah's golden wealth principle number two. Stop. Paying other people before you pay you. Elijah, that sounds like the last one. It is. Stop paying other people. Well, Elijah, what do you mean by other people? Let me be very clear right now. And you can have whatever feelings you want about it. Stop paying the mortgage company before you pay you. Stop paying the car note before you pay you. Stop paying MasterCard, Visa, and American Express before you pay you. You see, you're giving everybody else your money and then hoping that there's some left over for you. And you think that you and your family are going to get ahead somehow and that your situation is going to change today and for generations to come. That is not how it works. Stop paying other people before you pay you. Here's Elijah's golden wealth principle number three. Okay, Elijah, you told me that I should – like for every – every everything uh, – a piece of everything I earn should be mine to keep. Well, how much should I keep? Here's what – I'll give it to you. For every dollar, keep a dime. For every dollar, keep a dime and see if your financial situation doesn't change. I'm going to do I, – I, I'm going to ask some questions. This rhetorical. Nobody needs to answer. Oh, but you're I'm gonna, being very kind, very, very kind with the dime. Very kind. Right? I, I, you, Amelia, you know about it, right? I'm, I'm just trying to help somebody who I'm, I'm trying to think of everybody, right? I'm, 
I'm trying to think of like everybody in their situation, okay? So, but let me just do an exercise that makes y'all sick right now. Everyone, I want you to think about how much money you made or you've earned just so far this year. Right? I don't know the exact amount, just ballpark it. By the way, if I asked a wealthy person that, they would know almost down to the penny. By the way, I don't even have time to talk about that. But think about the number. Now, if you kept a dime for every dollar, that's 10%. Let me ask you very clearly, however much you've earned, 10% of that, do you have that just sitting somewhere for yourself? No. Now, imagine if you had done that. It doesn't matter if it's a lot. Well, you know, let's say, let's say you only did 25, you've only earned 25,000 this year. 10% is 2,500. Do you have 2,500 sitting somewhere that's not sitting in your bank account for MasterCard, Visa, the mortgage company, everyone else take, like just yours? Do you have that? No. Okay. Imagine if you had done that last year as well. Well, you'd have 5,000. If you had done the year before, you had to, like, you see, like, you do this exercise and you will make yourself sick. I know because I did it with myself and I said, oh my goodness. Here's Elijah's golden wealth principle number four. Now this is really important. Now I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the stuff that why I'm gonna get to why wealthy people are wealthy. Golden wealth principle number four. Impregnate the money that you pay yourself. In other words, the money that you're keeping for yourself, you don't want to just keep it because that's not enough. There's this thing called inflation. And you see, one of the worst things I can see people do is they just, uh, like my, my mother-in-law's this way, she'll just store my, I just, oh, I just want to store it. It feels so safe there. Uh, that's probably the dumbest thing you could probably do because you do realize that the way the economy works, that a dollar will never be worth more tomorrow than it is today. Some of y'all don't even understand that. The money you have sitting in your bank, like if you just take out some money right now, Whatever money you're looking at right now, it will literally – this is not like some made – like literally because it will literally never be worth more tomorrow, a year from now, than it is today. So it's not enough just to keep the money. I have to impregnate the money as well. Like what's that mean? That means if I and, – and this is what I'm trying to get you all to pay attention about. It's not about the amount that you earn yet. It's what you do with the money. Elijah, I only have a penny. Okay, take that penny. And don't just save that penny. You see, this penny's got to get with another penny. And they got to have little penny babies. Impregnate the money that you pay yourself. And I'm going to give you my last golden wealth principle, and then I'm going to give you my six-step wealth plan. All right? Here's mine. My last golden wealth principle is to go cash poor. What? I just over talking about wealth. Yeah. And so my last golden wealth principle, see, I do all the things I told you. I earn, a piece of everything I earn is mine. I stop paying other people before I pay me. For every dollar I earn, I keep at least a dime. I actually keep more than that, like Emilio was saying now. Like that's, that's real. Like everyone can do that, which is why I use that as the example. I impregnate the money that you pay yourself. As a matter of fact, if you go to my Instagram story right now, you'll see that um, just from a few options trades, literally in eight minutes today, clicking two buttons, right, in just one of my accounts, I made three grand. Five minutes, right? Why? Because I have some money sitting there. My money has to make money, baby. Push the button, makes three grand. Okay, cool. I'm out for the day. But then I go cash poor. What does that mean? 
You see, one of the reasons that's the, or one of the things that stops a lot of people from building wealth is that they don't go cash poor. What does that look like, Elijah? Well, um, last month, my we you know we did um, uh, a an event um, for my business. After that, it, it it was a one day a two day event. At the end of that event, my business did three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Right. And um, I'm not as cool as some of these other people. I don't have large teams or anything like that. Like um, my profit margin is really high. So that went to me, right? A lot of that went to me. Um, so that's pretty cool, right? Like, oh, that's a lot of money. Okay, pay attention now. This month, I have no money to spend. What do you mean, Elijah? Well, you see, that money I earned was last month's money. And I can't use last month's money for this month's expenses or lifestyles or things that I want to do because I went cash poor, meaning that the money I earn, all, they're little soldiers. So all my soldiers have assignments. And so now the next month I restart the whole thing and I have to generate new income. Right, recruit new soldiers, train those soldiers, so I can send them out on a, a mission for this month, and I'm gonna do the same thing. The next month, I go cash poor. Not meaning that I literally don't have any money ever. It means that the money that I have available is busy being impregnated and making little money babies, and so I can't touch it right now. Why? Well, because I told y'all I ain't just trying to build, make money for me. I have children. I told you I'm the second of those of 10. Like I have parents. Everybody's not decked out and sitting pretty. I have friends. Like there's there's things I want to do and change. And until all the like I, I'm going to keep going. Right. And so I'm not just trying to have me take a nice vacation. I have to put my money away and let my money make more money so we can have generations of wealth. So those are my golden wealth principles. And I told you those wealth principles because if I tell you my plan without you understanding the principles, which are the laws that govern a thing, then my plan may not work. Right? It may not make sense to you. Okay? So I'm going to give you my six-step wealth plan. Now I'm going to tell you guys right now up front. When I give you my six-step wealth plan, you may have some feelings about what it is that's in my plan. That is totally fine. Okay? Like I'm. I'm telling you what I know and what works for me. You can do whatever you want. That's what I love about this plan. <laughs> right? Okay. So here's Elijah's six-step wealth plan. Now, here I want to make I want to make I want to make you a promise. If you don't have a wealth plan that you're following right now, you might as well use this one. And I promise you that if you commit to the wealth plan that I'm that I'm about to give you for the next 12 months, I guarantee you your financial situation will be completely different no matter whether how much you earn changes or not, right? Okay, Elijah's six-step wealth plan. What's number one? Okay, well, you see, the first step in my six-step wealth plan is to know your monthly life expenses like you know your name. Like if I say Sarah, right? Sarah knows her name. Like you know your name so well, you could be in a crowd of people and you just kind of hear his name, and you'll turn. Are they talking to me? This Sarah? Right? Like, we, we all know our names so well. But it's mind-blowing to me 
that you ask people what their what their expenses are and they don't know. Th this is something that I caught, by the way. So um, I started really early on my entre my entrepreneur journey, like consulting for these really large people and stuff. I I just like stumbled into it. Um, we're not going to talk about my story because that's what this is about. But um, one of one of my first clients, this dude's worth fifty million dollars, and so he had like flown me out. And I'm 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 consulting all this stuff, and um, and I'm sitting and he's talking to some some other people. He actually his franchisees who are pretty wealthy too, because um, that's who I was teaching. And um, someone mentioned like a software or something. And this dude, who is the CEO of this company, worth fifty million dollars. He was like, oh, yeah, that cost us – and I don't remember the exact number, so I'm just going to make one up. It was like, oh, yeah, that cost us about $142.39 a month. And I was like, what? Like, how does he know that? Isn't that like a, an assistance job or something? Like, like I'm thinking like 50, if I have $50 million, I'm certainly not going to like recognize or know that $142 goes out a month. Like, I don't – but no, like one of the things I learned um, from – I caught from being around wealthy people – that wealthy people know their monthly expenses in their business, and they know it. Like it's like down to the penny. And I'm like, huh? That's really interesting. You have to know your and and here now again. I taught this. No one actually. No one actually said I caught this. I didn't. No one taught it to me. And so I don't like. Here's why. As I've started to build wealth for myself and my family, here's why I think that is. You have to know your monthly expenses like you know your name because if you don't know how much is going out, how in the world can you know how much needs to come in, especially if you need obviously an excess to start building wealth? Oh, okay. So that's step number one. Know your monthly life expenses like you know your name. Here's the second one, and this is where some people may have some feelings. You are entitled to all of your feelings. Take your earnings, whatever it is you earn, and return the tithe back to God. I like feel whatever you feel, however you want to feel about that. Ledge, I don't make enough to tithe. Okay. I'm just quick story. So I started tithing um years ago. Like uh, let me tell you where I was when I started tithing. Um in apartment, in my apartment where I didn't have a mattress for a year because I couldn't afford one and was sleeping on my floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's when I started tithing. Um, how much money did you have? Well, I don't know the exact amount, but I can tell you that I pretty much, no joke, almost every single day would get an overdraft notification from Bank of America and Chase. So that's how much money I had. <laughs> I had negative money. Okay. That's when I started tithing. Now, some people think that's a religious principle. It, it, you can, right? But let me ask you a very quick question. I always share this. Um, I want you to imagine that – so I'm a family man. I got my son, and we have a little girl coming in February. I have a beautiful wife. Um, I love them to death. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. I would kill for them. Okay? Let's just be very clear. Like you come play with my seed, and that could be the end of your life. No joke, right? Okay, so I love them. My job is to provide for my family. Um, and so let's say I'm going away. And I say, hey, um, Sarah and Amelia and Joy, I have to go away for a bit. Um, but here, I, you know, I need, I'm, I got to take care of my family. Um, you know, not gonna be able to reach me. And so I'm gonna give each of you guys um, ten thousand dollars. 
And all I need you to do is on the first of every month, give my wife at least a thousand of it. So first, give my wife at least a thousand every single month, and you can do whatever else you want with the other 9K. All right, cool. I got to go. Boom. So I have Sarah and Amelia enjoy doing that. Let's say I've been gone for a while, and I want you to think about this. I want to think. I want you to think about you doing this for your family, providing provisions. I contact my wife and I say, um, "Hey, babe, how are things going? Oh, actually, it's going well. How's Mikhail? He's doing well. How's Arabella? She's doing great. Okay, cool. Um, hey, have you been getting the money that you know I, I had set aside for you to get? Um, yeah." That didn't sound too sure. What's going on? Is Sarah sending you the money? No, I'm sorry. Let's do it this way. Is Joy sending you the money? Yeah, on the first of the month, I get $1,000 every single month from Joy. Boom. Okay, good. Is Amelia sending you the money? Yeah, on the first of the month, I get $1,000 from Amelia every time. Boom. Okay, cool. Is Sarah sending you the money? Ah, uh, well, you know, I mean, she did the first month. <laughs> I'm picking on you, Sarah. She did the first month. Um, the second month she sent it on like the 10th, um, the third month, it was like at the end of the month and, and the last two months I haven't, I haven't gotten anything from Sarah. Huh. That's interesting. Now, very important question for everyone under the sound of my voice. If I'm providing provisions for my family that way, and I find that out, what do you think I'm going to do? Someone on mute and tell me, what would you do? Forget about me. What would you do if you were providing provisions and you found that out? What would you do? Someone unmute and tell me what you do. Go ahead, Sarah. Sarah's in trouble. She's not gonna be my friend anymore. Call Sarah. Call Sarah. <laughs> right. No. So, so, so y'all, y'all are great. Y'all, like, y'all are some really nice people. I'm not even calling Sarah. First of all, I have no words for Sarah. Here's what I'm going to do. Where did I? Where's the money that they're giving my wife coming from every single month? Me. I'm just gonna stop giving Sarah money. What I look like, I look like boo-boo the fool giving Sarah $10,000 every single month. Then a portion of it's supposed to go to my family. She can do whatever else she wants with the rest of it, and she's not doing that? Okay, I'm just not giving you no more money. I don't have any compensation for you. Not mad at you. You're just shown that I don't need to send you there. And so the 10000 that I no longer give to Sarah, what do you think I'm going to do with it? I'm going to split it between Amelia and Joy because they're doing the thing that I asked. Now, I have another question for you. If we as mere human beings, whether you believe in God or not, a higher power, right, a higher entity, the universe, um, whatever, like, whatever you believe in, if a mere human being, if that's what I would do, what do you think a higher power entity would do? Now, last thing, and I'm going to get off of this, right? You say, so what are you saying, Elijah, that if I tithe, I'm just going to become rich? No, it's not an ATM. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that obviously it takes hard work, dedication, all the things we're talking about to start producing and build wealth. But in, and I think we, a lot of, a lot of, many people agree with this, but in, on this place that we call earth, I think all of us can testify to spiritual um, in, in encounters, right? And I'm not talking about in any religious sense. I'm, 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 I'm saying that I believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Right? We talk about energy transfer, and you can just feel someone's energy. That, that, when you say that, oh, I, he, that person just has good energy. That, that is a testament to this being that we are spiritual beings. If it was just physical, you couldn't pick up on someone's energy like that. Right? Okay, so if you believe that, um, like 
I'm not saying you tithe, you're going to get wealthy. I'm saying that if I needed a spiritual or higher power inter intervention or some type of blessing from the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, wouldn't I want to be within good standing? Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is not about, like, I'm not talking about, like, like in, in this encounter, like, I'm not saying, oh, you tithe, now you're just going to become wealthy. Like, I'm not a pastor, I don't own no stock in church, like, nothing. Like, it has nothing, you tithing has nothing to do with me. I'm telling you what happened for me in my life when I started doing it. Well, what happened when I started doing it? All of a sudden, the dude who didn't have enough money to pay his bills, things just started happening. And I could literally, no joke, for the next 30 minutes, go down just over the last, it, just in the last couple years. Um, even, but when I specifically, when I started doing this tithing, um, and talk about these things that would just happen, so-and-so calls me out of the blue and says, Hey, can we work on this? And gives me an amount. I, one, one specific story. And then I'll move on. It was coming to the end of the month. I had rent to pay in this little tiny crappy apartment that I did not even have a mattress in. It cost me $1,100 a month. I remember not having the money for rent coming up and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Right. Literally, no joke, two days before, someone calls me. Hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? Long story short, the deal, the thing that they wanted me to do and the money they gave me was the exact amount that I needed for rent. So, huh, that's interesting. Now, let me tell you the conversation. Real talk now, y'all. I was having with myself right before that. I'm like, you idiot. You started tithing and like, it, 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 now you ain't even got money for rent and all this, like, which is a very funny conversation because, like, I'm not making that much, right? So, like, the 10% that I was tithing wasn't going to help me anyway, right? But this is the story we have for ourselves. Um, and, like, things just kept happening like that. I'm like, huh. Anyway, all right, so that's number two. That's number two of Elijah's wealth plan. You can omit it if you want. But if you're not experiencing what you want to experience there, my my bet to you would be try it and see what happens. That's what I'm going to leave it to. All right, here's the third step in my wealth plan. Six-step wealth plan, step number three. The next step after I return the tithe, which is 10%, by the way. Tithe literally means the first 10 um, back to God. The next thing I do is I pay myself 10%, right? There's that um, for every dollar you earn, keep a dime. So literally, like – uh, one of the one of the other things that I caught from wealthy people that I've done for a really long time, even when I was broke, um, which there's nothing more motivating than waking up every day, checking your bank account, and seeing it in the negative. Like, whoo! Some people are not in in tune with the reality of their situation because they're not looking at their situation. Um, anyway, but one of the things I do is I wake up and I check all my accounts, my investment accounts, my this account, like, and all my accounts. When I see money come in to my account, because we accept um, obviously Stripe and ACH drafts, one of the first things I do. I 10% I tithe and then 10% goes out of my bank account and it goes into one of the vehicles that I'm using to impregnate my money. Right? So that's number three, pay yourself 10%. Then step number four, the next thing I do is I pay any bills and expenses that I have. Right? Do you see what I did? For me, I tithe, then I pay myself, then I go to pay bills and expenses. Now, step number five in my six-step wealth plan is if any money is left, here's what I do. You can do whatever you want. If any money is left, I put a piece away for charity. 
You say, Elijah, how much is a piece? I don't like, it's just whatever I feel in the moment. Sometimes it's just me taking a hundred dollar bill, putting it in my wallet, um, like X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, give it to charity. Like, yeah, I'll give it to the homeless dude. I, like, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, oh, Elijah, you shouldn't give homeless people money because they may X, Y, and Z. Hey, look, y'all are so focused on what somebody else is going to do with the money. That's not my responsibility. I do what I feel I'm supposed to do. Whatever that person does with the money is whatever that person does with the money. So for me, if there's any money left, I'll put a piece away from charity. There's no specific percentage for me. It's just like, oh, okay, right? Then catch this now, and this kind of talks uh, goes to what Amelia was talking about earlier when, I was, when I, she was saying I was being very generous with for every dollar, keep a dime. The last step in my wealth plan, and this, is, this also um, it keeps me to adhere to the last principle, my last wealth principle. But the last step in my six-step wealth plan is I pay myself again with any remaining money until there is no more. Now, when you first start, you may not have an excess. That's okay. It's growing now from like it's been growing. I've been doing this for a minute, so like it's growing now for me. But I have an excess. But I, that's what I mean. My I go assign my shoulder my soldiers literally until there's no more. And that's not like a bad or dangerous thing to do because like everything's paid, like like you know all that. And it's and I pay my monthly and lifestyle bills and expenses, right? And so. Like my life expenses and the things we want to do and like go out is all incorporated in there. So if there's any left, I pay myself again with any remaining money until there's no more until I'm cash poor for that month so that the next month I have to restart. And so that is my six-step wealth plan. And if you don't have a wealth plan that you're actually hearing and abiding by, feel free to use mine. Um, before I open it up, we only got a few minutes. I know um, we're going to resume a really amazing discussion that we had earlier about some of our favorite books. Um, before I turn it back over, um, here's some last things I want you to, to remember about wealth. Wealth does not happen overnight, guys. Like a tree, wealth grows from a tiny seed. And see, so many people are so focused on how small their seed is or that it doesn't look like what you thought you should receive, which is where most people are stuck. In other words, you're hungry. I come by, I see that you're hungry. You ask me, you, maybe your sign says, you say, hey, look, I need some food. I give you an apple seed. And because you wanted McDonald's, you're so focused and frustrated that you didn't get what you thought you should get, that you overlooked the fact that I gave you a seed. And you spend all you waste all your time, energy, and effort on that, not realizing that because wealth is like a tree and it grows from a tiny seed anyway, that the quicker you plant the seed, the sooner the tree will grow. And that here's what's interesting: the tree will produce food for generations to come. But it's not the quick McDonald's meal that you wanted, and so you're mad. Right? And you see, the more faithful you are. Like the more you nurture, the more you water that tree with consistency, the sooner it will pr protect and provide for you. Here's the other thing I need you guys to uh, remember about wealth real quick. Never spend your tree, your, your money tree, never spend your tree on non-wealth producing things. I'm trying to give you all game right here. You say, the, People say – well, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Um, yeah, 
because wealthy people operate by wealth principles. And I already told you that what happens when you operate by the principles of things, the only thing that can happen for you is you produce the thing that, the, that those principles produce, like wealth, right? Of course. But they also understand how to do money. And so the first thing that they do after they're keeping, they're taking that money trade, they put it into things that produce more wealth, right? They have the money babies that I was talking about. Um, here's the other thing I have to tell you because you know, I told my mother-in-law this. And I'm going to just say it's for anyone else who's like this. Do not ever amass cash just to have it sit. It has to make babies, guys. Like it has to. Always. And once you have your money tree, right? Or the like, or or let's say you're let's say you're keeping that 10%. So you say, oh Elijah, I've been paying myself, I'm keeping this 10%, but what do I do with it now? I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do with it. Once you have your savings, you only do two things with it. You loan or invest it. What do you do with it? You loan or invest it, specifically in something that will cash flow immediately if possible. So for me, I look at it this way: is there something that I can put the money in that will cash flow immediately, specifically every month. If not every month, can I have it cash flow every quarter? If not every quarter, can I have it do every year and so on and so forth, right? And so that's where, where I decide where my money goes. Here's the other thing I need you to remember about wealth. We said it earlier. Stop listening to the advice of people who are not wealthy. Man, I cannot stress that enough. You say, okay, Elijah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my savings. I'm gonna loan or invest it. When I get, when I, when, especially again, the whole goal is to have money, baby. So it cash flows. When it cash flows from my investments, what should I do with it? Should I spend it then? You can. I don't recommend it. So what I do is when I get my cash flow back from my investments, I don't spend it. You know what I do with it? I impregnate it again. So you see, my goal is to create three generations of children with my money before taking pleasure in buying non-wealth producing assets. Elijah, why don't you have a $80,000 watch on your list? Elijah, why aren't you driving a Lamborghini like all the other dudes your age? I could, um, but that's not a wealth producing asset for me. And so, and I'm not at three generations yet on, on, uh, on a specific, um, uh, investment. And so I'm not going to use the money that could be making me more money on a stupid car just so people think I'm cool and that girls will think I'm hot. I already have a beautiful wife. Don't need it. Sorry. And don't try and impress anybody. And so um, that's it. That's my time. Um, hopefully that helps set someone free. Um, hopefully that helps somebody. This will be on the podcast. You can go back and listen to it when it comes out. Um, but I yield uh, the last two minutes to anyone who has comments or questions before we turn the conversation back over. I just want to uh, say, Elijah, that if you gave me $10,000 and told me to pay your wife $1,000, for the record, I would pay her each month. I know I owe you some Skittles, but come on. <laughs> um, and I do want to say that segment was so good. I cannot wait to re-listen to it on the podcast and literally send it to so many people in my life. Um, that was incredible. I'm done speaking. Thank you. I appreciate it. I heard someone else on mute. Who was that? 
Yeah, that was me, Elizabeth. I just want to say, Elijah, this is my first time listening to you, and that was just pure fire, pure fire. I want to re-listen to it again because, unfortunately, I'm in the middle of work, and I have people talking to me and all of that stuff, and I was like, ah, I was trying to get off the phone quick so I can tune back in, but, uh, I mean, I love it, and I hope everybody in this room is inspired to have money babies. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. You are fire, my friend. You're so welcome. Thank you for the kind words, Elizabeth. Um, Elijah and I let you know I have 50 watches out there on the market. Uh, you can borrow them anytime you want. Make it <laughs> me all day long. Borrowed time, right? I got a lot of people wearing my watches. I love it. I, I'm a, I'm a, I love watches, so I'm going to come check out your watch collection. All right. all right. Hey, Elijah, it's Christina. Yes, ma'am. Outstanding, outstanding segment. Outstanding, outstanding. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, we got time for one more. Anyone else comment? Elijah, it's Susie. Can I just say, I love that you talked about paying yourself, having money that's not waiting to be paying a credit card, and that you're talking about that as a step to build wealth, because so many people think wealth is out of reach, and they don't realize it is the little step-by-step-by-step ways that we build it. So, yes, yes, and yes. And then the tithe piece, great illustration, best I've heard outside of the, the, the you know faith-based realm. So, thank you for that, my friend. You're so incredibly yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah, Elijah, such a great segment. This is Nate, and just since uh, Susie just brought up the tithe thing, that was my favorite part. And just a quick thought that I learned that uh, I heard from a pastor years ago that's always stuck with me, and it just really helped me to uh, feel so good about tithing. Is is tithing is first of all, it's important to understand that God does not need anything from us. Amen. Tithing is more about what it does for us. He doesn't need anything from us, but he wants, he's a loving God, so he wants more for us. And so it's like tithing is more about creating that abundance mentality in our own life. Now, obviously, Mm. that money is going to go do something for people, obviously, within the church, within the whatever. But it's more about what it does for us, not, uh, not God wanting something from us. So I hope that helps somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's a good point, right? Like the light bill in heaven didn't get too expensive, right? Like, 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 like money is a physical representation for us. So God doesn't literally need it. I love that. It's about that understanding that, hey, I can do more with 90% with, you know, being in alignment with the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, um, than 100% being out of alignment with it. I love that. Um, Okay, last thing, and I'll turn it over. Um, I appreciate the kind words, guys. I want to keep us on track. Um, if you are an entrepreneur and you are like, okay, yeah, this makes sense, but I'm just still trying to get my business. Out. Like, like all the things we talked about, you don't have a lot of income coming in. Well, the best thing that you can do is go sell what you have to get what you don't have. And so as always tomorrow, I'm doing my free live zoom coaching. Um, and tomorrow I'm actually teaching the four minute sales pitch that gets leads to buy sooner rather than later. Um, without having to, you know, lower your prices. And so if you want to be a part of that, we already have 60 some people registered, but we have room for 100. Um, message me the word uh, sales um, on Instagram or here, and I will get you the Zoom link sometime between today and tomorrow. All right. Um, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.